You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Wolverine Inside Michigan Recruiting Podcast. It's me, Steve Lorenz, uh, taking over. Sam, off-the-field stuff going on this week. Uh, He'll be back with us next week to recap this weekend's happenings. But uh, me and Bryce running the show today. Bryce, everything good? You're back? Everything went well, I assume? Yeah, Yeah. got a nice tan. Uh, It was uh, amazing out there. So good to be back, though. Uh, We got a lot to talk about today, too. Yeah, nice of you to get your honeymoon vacation and then – you the busiest recruiting weekend of the year. And uh, nice to kind of get back in that. Yeah. Nice, that, easy. Nice. Right. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of work, you know? So uh, yeah, it goes without saying biggest recruiting weekend of the year this year, you know, actually in looking at the perspective list, it kind of makes the Penn state turn out a little, almost a little bit disappointing. Honestly, like this list is far better than what they hosted for Penn state this uh, last weekend uh, in the 41 17 win. Under the lights, rivalry game, Michigan heavily favored. Obviously, I think, you know, we all know they want to bring as many, get as many guys as they can up here for this one. Uh, as You know, I think the strong assumption Michigan should win this game if they play uh, a good game at all. So, so yeah, we're going to honestly just – we're going to go kind of quick through this. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, biggest thing, 2023, the senior class, what, six, six-ish? Five names for sure that we have up uncommitted, possibly six. Split into two position groups, too, honestly. At wide receiver, Chance Fitzgerald, three-star out of Tennessee, is a guy that Michigan just offered. But, you know, a kid that, what, how would we say it, Bryce, blowing up, but also already had, like, 30 offers? He's He already had a lot of offers, but has picked up some big ones recently. Michigan just offered less than a week ago. He's already coming up for an unofficial visit kind of interested to see where that one goes uh, just because he's really a, a brand new name on the list. Yeah, no, he's a fast riser. I, that's how I'd categorize him. Um, he's, you know, they actually, so for the Penn state game, they brought in Carmelo English um, kind of a smaller size, you know, wide out. And with chance he's six, three, one eighty five. you know, he's got the, I guess the size, the prototypical size that I think Michigan's looking for to pair with Samaj Morgan, a smaller whiteout, and Frederick Moore, who's a more bigger um, whiteout with this class that I have already committed. But yeah, he's the guy that, again, Steve, you mentioned 35 offers um, from the who's who of college football, really. And he's the guy that I think if they if he were wanting to commit today, I think they would accept it. I they really like him. I know he's kind of forged a good rapport with uh, Ron Bellamy, the wide receivers coach. So this is a crucial visit in terms of not only did they offer him kind of relatively, I guess recently, but to get him on campus right after that, that's pretty big. So we'll see what comes out of this uh, visit. I'm always a big sign to get a guy up right after you offer. Right. I mean, I think Auburn offered this week too. I think a couple others, you know, to head to Michigan first, I think means Michigan's obviously strongly in consideration. I mean, I think the two schools right now listed as profile is warm are Minnesota and Louisville. Uh, Got to think if Michigan impresses, they could put themselves in front of those two programs. And a side note too, with that offer, Goes to say, you talk about Carmelo English being on campus for the Penn State game. We'll talk about Jaron Hamilton in two seconds. But Chance Fitzgerald, 6'3", 185. Michigan is not shying away from going after more receivers, even though Nick Harbor wants to be recruited as a wide receiver, right? They're not. Yeah. It is not changing their approach and wanting to add a couple more guys at that position. So something to kind of keep, keep put in the back pocket with the Harbor recruitment as far as you know, I think a lot of us are still convinced wherever he goes, he'll play on the defensive side of the football. Um, you know, Michigan definitely still surveying some other options uh, for strictly the receiver spot. So, yeah, I'd mentioned Jaron Hamilton out of Gainesville, Florida, probably one of the more underranked guys. Uh, I think Alabama is like really hard after him. I think he's just recently was on Alabama's campus. He's talked about coming up for this game for a while. It's not confirmed 
for sure that he's going to be up here this weekend, but we're going to briefly discuss him anyway. Uh, my opinion, and I know Sam's mentioned a couple times they're still trying to recruit Jalen Brown. Let's put Jalen Brown aside. I think of the uncommitted guys they're recruiting at receiver, I think Jaron Hamilton is, is the best one and probably by a decent amount. I mean, this kid, again, Alabama, you know, going after him alone at a, at a position where they've put out, you know, them in Ohio State have put out so many guys at that position. Uh, he really kind of reminds me of a lot of the classic Alabama receiver, you know, the Jerry Judy type guys, uh, speed, quickness, elusiveness. So uh, getting him up, this would be an, a, a big visit if Michigan does get Jaron Hamilton up. Uh, we'll see. I, I got to think Alabama, if they push, is going to be difficult to beat just because, yeah, that that rich history and tradition they have at the position. But Michigan's a school he's been he's been talking to Michigan for a long, long time. And really only until the last few months have we really talked a lot about him. So uh, getting him up would be huge. Give Michigan sort of that that chance, that one chance to really make a move and make a push. So, you know, Jaron will obviously be able to confirm. I think a few of us have even reached out to him to see if he's coming, uh, have not heard back yet. But if he's there, only bolsters that group of, of 2023s. And then the last receiver, and I know, Bryce, you have a little more experience with this one, and maybe the, one of the more intriguing kids – not being not being all he's not offered yet, but just one of the more intriguing kids on Michigan's radar is uh, Ryan Mooney out of Orchard Lake St. Mary. Yeah, so actually I watched Ryan play week one. Um, it was when I went to go watch Rochester Adams play and see Brady uh, Prescorn. And so when I was watching the game, I, I saw this guy on Orchard Lake St. Mary's kind of tearing it up this wideout. And I'm like, man, I wonder who this kid is. And I asked around after the game and I said his name's Ryan Mooney and he's actually committed to Notre Dame for baseball and I was like wow well if you ever want to do football that would be probably a good option for him and uh he did decide he wants to do football and he decommitted I want to say about a month or two ago and since then he's kind of blown up Steve he's landed several offers I think one of the most notable ones at least for him is and he's been it's been a very midwest based recruitment so far for him um is Iowa and Iowa had him up on a visit he really enjoyed his time there, but he grew up a Michigan fan. He definitely likes Michigan, and I know if Michigan were to offer, I think the crystal balls would be rolling in very quickly. I know for me personally, if he were to get the offer, I would be putting in a crystal ball pick in the second after. That's how good I feel about where Michigan stands with him. Right now, I feel like Michigan likes him more as a PWO, so we'll see if things kind of move which way one way or the other on there, but yeah, he's a guy that's very raw. He's got the length, he's got the skill, but he's just, I think he's somewhat new to the sport, you know, cause he was kind of focused on baseball for so long that now with his focus complete, completely towards uh, football, you could see him kind of rise up the uh, recruiting board, but we'll see what happens first. Well, obviously with like, you know, Jaron Hamilton and Chance Fitzgerald and, who knows, even Jalen Brown, other guys that are potentially still recruiting, but very intriguing player. And a guy I think that um, he could be making some noise down the road as a guy to watch, you know, so we'll see what happens. But it's noteworthy that he's at least coming out of the group of 23 guys, you know, they have slated for this weekend. Yeah, it was interesting. He visited Duke a few weeks ago. Duke did not end up offering him thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, also interesting. Yeah. Michigan fan. Would you rather go play, you know, does and knowing the kid was a fan growing up, does Michigan play a little bit differently, uh, particularly recruiting against Iowa offensively uh, may not be that difficult, Yeah, especially at the skill at, at one of the skill positions, you know? So if I had to predict, I'm not, convinced he'd come out of this weekend with an offer. I don't know. Michigan may try to see if they can continue to work the PWO angle. I mean, he's a local kid. Uh, you know, maybe they'll go that route, but otherwise absolutely a name to keep in the back pocket either way, regardless if he's offered this weekend or not, uh, probably not the last time we're going to be talking about him. So yeah, like I said, kind of a weird group as far as there's three receivers or two receivers for sure. Maybe one more uh, offensive tackle is the other spot. And probably Bryce, I think you'd agree, probably more important 
this weekend. Uh, Absolutely. They yep. need a t- they need at least one tackle, if not two. I say two. Right? Uh, so three big-time names, actually, coming up. We've got DJ Chester out of, out of Georgia, four-star. He's already been to campus once. Spencer Fano has also been to campus unofficially uh, out of Provo, Utah. And uh, Caleb Lomu out of Arizona. This will be his first visit to Michigan's campus. All three are coming in for officials. And, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I can understand fans kind of being a little mystified as to why Michigan does not have offensive linemen knocking the door down to commit right now. Uh, you know, this is not the exact same group of players that won the Joe Moore Award last year, and the offensive line might be even better or is looking better earlier in the season than they did last year as kind of a progressive, progressive, um, progressively better throughout the year last year. But they, they've, they've looked really, really good the last few weeks. First with Chester, I know Michigan trails for sure in that one. Bryce, I know you've met him, gone down and seen him. You know, he might be the most talented of the three. I, I think it's probably kind of debatable, though. Uh, I think all three of these guys are relatively similar as far as if you try to put them in any order. But uh, Chester, I know LSU, who kind of caught Michigan off guard with the Paul Mubenga recruitment, um, not a school Michigan has had luck against so far this cycle. And then I think Florida State's another program. Uh, I talked, yeah. to Chris, talked to Chris Knee, our Florida State insider earlier this week, said that Florida State feels like they're definitely in contention there. So, you know, could be one of those three schools. Uh, you know, we got to assume Michigan will impress on uh, this weekend. You just wonder – Two or two more Southern schools, uh, proximity, et cetera, et cetera. Will that if that could play a role? Yeah. So out of, out of the three, you know, offensive tackles they got coming in this weekend, I think he's the most ready body out of the three of them. I, I mean, he's already six six or hundred pounds. Where compared to the other two, I think they're a little more slender um, and like just a little more lean. But you can add the weight to them. They have the frame. Um, to pack on the pounds there. So that's not going to be a problem. And people like the potential Fano and Lomu, but with Chester himself, you know, Sharon Moore, he offered him back in the spring. And that was a recruitment. I, re- I remember Sam, when he had me, he sent me out to see him was like, you know, this is a guy that I think Michigan feels they have a pretty decent shot with. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, this kid from, you know, Metro, I just, I, just from Georgia. And I'm like, I don't see it, but I talked to him. And he had a real genuine interest in the Wolverines. He mentioned the Joe Moore Award, um, the offensive lineman, and the job that Sharon Moore has done. That's kind of, you know, translated over to a visit in the summer where he came up. And not only did he come up, he camped. And so he got to work with Sharon Moore, see how he teaches, see how he learns, see how everything goes about the day-to-day process of just going with a practice with him. And so I know he really enjoyed it. His family really enjoyed it. And I think they liked not only just Sharon Moore, but the campus itself, the university, everything that Michigan is on and off the field. So this is a good opportunity to really catapult themselves into one of those top groups. I know we feel they are probably in that top three-ish right now, but to really kind of leapfrog LSU and Florida State, maybe even Auburn, not as much so, and maybe Ole Miss might be in the mix there. But those Southern schools, you really want to show that, you know, Michigan's a real contender in this race. And I think this weekend is a great opportunity for that to happen. I still think Michigan has a decent shot here. But out of the three of them, I think this is going to be the toughest poll for sure. Other thing on Chester, too, probably really important. Uh, He's one of those malleable guys that on the offensive line, I think he could play tackle, but he could also play guard. You know, right now they have a pure tackle in Evan Link and a pure interior in Amir Herring. Uh, Michigan's done really well with, yeah, I call them the malleable guys, you know, guys that you just get, get to campus and then you find that best spot for him. So I think DJ Chester, a little more flexibility uh, than Fano for sure. Lomu might be in that same boat, um, but either way, I didn't realize uh, 24, our analysts, we have Chester 55th overall in the country. I mean, that's really high. That's one of the best offensive linemen in the country. So, you know, big visit, obviously, like I said, second time to campus too, which is nice. I think what, what's the adage that we talk about from Courtney Morgan 
national uh, guys, you got to get up twice. Right. And, and to get them up unofficially, get them back for the official is, is means Michigan's really being considered. So, uh, and then, yeah. So Spencer Fano is a guy when we've kind of laughed this one off for a couple months now, knowing Provo native uh, brother plays for BYU BYU's I think still has a couple crystal balls in, in yeah. that one, but there's that weird connection with his dad traveling to Michigan, right? Like monthly or something yeah. like, yeah. you know, and uh, this is one kid that I could say that has, has really has hit it off with Sharon Moore over the course of the process. So, uh, you know, I think, I think people have maybe forgotten a little bit. Maybe it's because they're not reeling in, like, big-time names constantly up front. But, you know, Sharon Moore's still one of the best closers on Michigan staff and, and has one of the best track records uh, of, any of, their rec- of anybody under Harbaugh recruiting, period. So, you know, this could be one. This is kind of one I've kept in my back pocket for a while just because, you know, my thought is if he was going to commit to BYU, why wouldn't – there's so many reasons he could just do it now and – you know, finish out his senior year of, of, you know, of high school and then go to campus. Uh, but it's based on what I know, Blair Angulo, I believe, reported too, but like BYU might be trailing the other three with Utah and Oregon. Or You have Utah, Oregon, Michigan, BYU are kind of the four schools. Uh, you know, Oregon and Utah might be in the best shape at this very moment. But again, this is why it's important to get guys up on official visits. He's already taken his officials to both of those programs. So, you know, kind of always comes down to, is this a kid that's going to see 110,000 people under the lights and love it? You know, that could always make a difference, but Fano more of your, I, I think more of your pure tackle prospect. And again, same as Chester, we're a lot higher on him than 24 seven sports in the composite. We have that 57th overall, which is actually only two spots behind DJ Chester. Yeah, I I think this is just credit. Even when you look at uh, some of the wide receivers like Chance and uh, Jaron, Michigan, and we've always said this, has done really good with their evaluations. And I it, I mean, 24-7 sports agrees with at least the offensive line um, evaluations as well with looking at Fano and Chester. But, yeah, going back to Fano, you know, I, I obviously we get flashbacks to Lander Barton and that recruitment, how that played out. But I really – think there's a sincere interest here and Michigan is not giving up they're putting the full court press on with him and his family and his dad when I talked to him previewing this official visit he made it clear that Michigan does have a great shot even though they are the lone east coast team standing in this recruitment and so he did mention the connection he has coming out to Michigan and even the Ann Arbor area I think it's for work, Steve. I'm not 100% sure. I didn't really ask him for the details on that, but he says he comes out at least once a month. So he sees Michigan. He really likes Michigan a lot. And he also noted that, you know, his other older son, who's now at BYU, he took a visit to Michigan as well, and he really enjoyed it. So they have a prior relationship um, with Sharon Moore going back to his son and his recruitment. And so this is just carried on over to Spencer. And I just, I really like Michigan standing here. And like you said, Steve, it's different going, you know, going to BYU and I don't know how big their stadium is or what game, you know, he would see it, especially if it wasn't for the USC game, but I don't think he's going to see a better environment, especially at night under the lights, in the big house. They're playing Michigan State. Like, what more can you ask for? The offense line is just destroying and looking amazing once again this year. And he's a guy that I don't think he's – I think he said this before, but I don't think he's a guy that's trying to play or, I should say, has to play day one, you know. And I don't think he's got the body right now to come in and be a starter day one, but he's got that potential to be an All-American and so with the bodies Michigan has stacked up in that offensive line room, he would just be perfect, you know, and we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I think they have a better shot than most people realize in this recruitment. I'm not going to crystal ball him or anything like that, but he's the guy definitely to look out for, and we'll see what happens. Yep. Also, I believe this will be his last official. 
I think he has one more left, but I don't know if there's like a fifth school. I think, you know, actually I want to say, let me rephrase it. I know Clemson offered him like what about three weeks ago. That could be a fifth school to watch. Michigan fans collectively rolling their eyes. Clemson gets in three weeks ago, probably will get it, might get an official visit out of it, but he's already taken officials to the other three schools at, at least at this point, he's basically had a, the, the, what the top four, didn't he release a top four of those four schools? So uh, yeah, this one I've had always had not a, not a sort of similar, like a sneaky feeling. That I think Michigan bigger factor than they real, than, than people might realize or, or might be giving them credit for. So yeah, last of the three is Caleb Lomu, who is what a recent sort of a recent eval, not as recent as Chance Fitzgerald at receiver, but a guy that it hasn't Michigan has not been recruiting him that, that long, but they've done enough to impress him to get him up here this weekend. Right. So Michigan offered actually July 1st, like you said, um, and he's the guy that at that time wasn't as highly recruited or as big of a ranking as he has now. He's a top 247 prospect. He's a 20th uh, offensive tackle by 247 Sports, the number three player in the state of Arizona. So he's kind of moving on up, and he's added several offers. But when he got that offer from Michigan, he instantly expressed strong desire to get to Ann Arbor. And so the plan was to come up for the barbecue at the big house. Um, Obviously, you know, things, it just, it's tough. You know, that's not an easy trip from Arizona to Ann Arbor to make, but with him taking the initiative to get here for this game, I think speaks dividends to what Tron Moore and the staff have done in this recruitment. I, I really do think out of the three of them, this is their best chance with Lomu. Um, he's a guy that, like I said, he instantly expressed strong interest in the program. He knows a lot about Michigan when I asked him about Michigan when he got that offer. And I just feel that there's a genuine interest here. And so it's going to be tough, obviously, you know, trying to be Utah and USC, I think, who are the other two main um, competitors in this race. I know he has taken officials to Arizona, California. But Utah and uh, USC, the West Coast Powers, seem to be the top um, contenders in this race. So, yeah, I mean, this group, though, that Jerome Moore has brought in for this weekend is everything you can ask for, honestly. And you you land two of these guys, and the narrative of offensive line recruiting changes for this cycle completely. Yep, big weekend for the uh, offensive line recruiting for sure. And and it is. Obviously, I think besides linebacker, maybe corner, you know, offensive line, as well as Michigan's played and as well as they've recruited, they need bodies and they're in a position you you should be able to reel in a couple big names as as successful as they've been up front the last couple of years. So, yeah, big weekend for Sharon Moore, big weekend for the rest of the offensive staff in that regard. Uh, With 2023, I think the only other thing, you know, Maybe a couple, uh, Steve Wilfong uh, implied, maybe there will be a couple additions to that list of 2023. No names, obviously, uh, but we'll see tomorrow. Bryce will be down on the field spotting guys, shooting them up to us, and we'll get them out to you guys as fast as we can tomorrow. So, um, yeah, should be big there. Now, the, the with 2024, I mean, what, 20-plus offered guys? I mean, there's, there's a, I have a laundry list of names in front of me right now. Uh, I think Bryce and I are just going to go down the list. We're each going to pick a few guys that we think are worth discussing because there's too many guys to discuss in one episode of a podcast. So uh, starting right at the top, Jaden Davis coming back again, the Charlotte Providence day school, five-star quarterback. We've talked about him almost every podcast for the last six, seven weeks because he's a top target, but also because he's, been on campus consistently too. Uh, fourth visit and we couldn't figure it out. It was like four or five months, either way, coming back twice in season. I'm, I'm leaning towards diehard fan area as far as like, you know, is Michigan in a position to, to, to close this one out? I know he was on Tennessee's campus for the big game against Alabama. That atmosphere had to have been absolutely insane. Uh, but this will be his fourth trip to Michigan. And the, and the common theme in this recruitment, at least from where I'm standing, 
is, you know, Michigan's constantly been mentioned as a top school. And it feels like we've gone through three or four different programs that have sort of stepped up to become that quote second contender and like history, at least and a hit, this is only history. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but history kind of says when there's one school that's eBay motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive. That's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Is up there, and then there's like a, a, a revolving door of secondary competitors that usually bodes well for the first school. So having Davis up again is huge. Um, you know, I mean, he's had a really good year. Hard not to with the guys that he has around him, but also just a great quarterback prospect in its own right. But that team is absolutely loaded. So uh, Jaden Davis comes back for visit number four. I'm not going to uh, – I don't know. I would not be, I'm going to throw it. I guess I'll throw it out there. I would not be shocked if somebody, whether it's Wilt Fong or somebody, if there's a crystal ball in for Michigan coming out of this visit, if not, I think you have to consider Tennessee as being a legitimate competitor then, because you're like I said, you're talking four visits, two in season, biggest game of the year, as far as atmosphere is going to go. Get to the point now where Michigan isn't going to be able to pitch much more to him at this point. So got to think, you know, I would not be surprised if, if maybe we see a prediction or two sneak in, not saying it'll be from one of us, but it could be from one of our national guys coming out. Yeah. And I, I think what else is noteworthy with him is going back to the Penn state game. They brought in another 2024 quarterback and Isaac Wilson, the younger brother of Zach Wilson, uh, the New York jets starting quarterback. And, we all talked about his visit going in and we just assume he'd probably get an offer. Cause why would he, I guess, take a trip to Michigan if you know what I mean? And he didn't get the offer. So that kind of was a little noteworthy in me for a couple of reasons. One that it, they brought him in and he made the trip, but he didn't get the offer. And that was followed by then Jan Davis, which we kind of speculated that he might be coming up for the Michigan state game. But then when he confirmed it, I think one that shows Michigan kind of feels good about where they stand with him. And then also not offering shows that again, they're all in on him. You know, he is their guy and they've made it very clear to him, even though I don't think they want to be left at the altar. Like they kind of were of Dante Moore. They want to make it clear that, Hey, we're going to take this all the way to the finish line and we're going to ride it out. And I think it's starting to pay off, especially when you're seeing him take all these visits. And so, yeah, I, I don't know if I will be putting in a crystal ball, but I'm not saying I'm not ruling it out that I won't. I mean, again, he's, this is four trips. Michigan has shown him again, from a barbecue visit to game day visit under the lights from seeing Hawaii to now seeing a, a rivalry game. He's, basically seen it all at Michigan and Michigan's done every pitch from off the field to on the field. And I, I guess the biggest pitch for this weekend is what if we see JJ McCarthy and light it up, you know, and use those weapons on the outside. And I guess that'd be our pitch. So 
we'll see what comes of this visit. But again, it's he's obviously I think the second biggest biggest uh, visitor coming. I know most people would mark him the biggest, but you know he's definitely a guy that we have to talk about, right, Steve? So yeah, no, I know. Like I said, we've talked about him like the last like feels like uh, six months, but. Yeah, we're talking about because of the his abilities. And uh, I think we're at a point, though, real quick, two things. One, I kind of figured out something about the Isaac Wilson visit. That's when the Jets played at Green Bay. I wonder if oh, that okay. made it easier for him to make it to Ann Arbor on Saturday because I guarantee you he was at Lambeau on Sunday to watch his brother play against the Packers, right? So not saying that, you know, I think still slight surprise that Michigan didn't uh, throw out the offer, but but – there was a reason he was in the Midwest in the first place, I'm guessing. So they, I didn't think about that until actually it was when I was watching because the Jets waxed the Packers in that game uh, that I thought, oh, that, that makes sense. That's probably why he was in Ann Arbor on Saturday. So, and then second, I think, I don't know if you agree. I think we're at a point now, if this would be a bigger loss than Dante Moore was because it just feels like Davis was has been bigger on Michigan. Dante Moore was pretty open about considering other heavily considering other schools throughout the process. I think the assumption Dante Moore would commit to Michigan was more rooted in that childhood fandom and, you know, just Michigan not offering anybody else than it necessarily was anything Dante Moore was doing or saying in his recruitment. So, yeah. So if you're Michigan, you got to, figure out a way to, to close this one out because, you know, we, we do know sometimes big quarterbacks committing can really help build uh, better classes. So, all right, enough Jaden Davis talk. Um, moving on big, big weekend for Mike Hart too, Bryce with uh, Jordan Marshall coming to campus. Huge. And a guy that a lot of us haven't really talked about too much. I know on our board and for me personally, I've written about him a couple of times um, from Cincinnati Ohio Archbishop Moeller, one of the top programs in the state of Ohio. And he's a guy that is kind of really burst on the scene here as a junior. I know he's got 26 offers, but in terms of his game, it's doing all the talking right now. He's got over 1,200 yards on the ground on 161 carries. So he can pound the rock, and he's a guy that's shown ability to be durable. I'm a guy that can go in between the tackles or bounce it on the outside. And I think he fits the mold of what Mike Hart looks for at running back. You know, a guy that's sturdy, um, big, physical, you know, not afraid to take many carries. And again, he's a top guy right here in the Midwest. Ohio State, I don't think has offered. Um, You know, he does have a lot of other offers, but Michigan's kind of laid down the ground, the foundation here in this recruitment. They've quietly done a really good job. And for a a lot of the outside noise that Mike Hart might get in terms of his recruiting efforts, this is one recruitment he's done really well with that people aren't talking about. And so I think it's very noteworthy and notable that he's getting Jordan up here on a visit. Jordan actually came. This is his second trip to Michigan. He came up back in the spring and loved his um, experience. He really enjoyed the facilities as well. So getting him up for a game, you know, is huge. And again, with the rushing attack that Michigan's been doing, especially with Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, I mean, how can he not be impressed? And again, Michigan hasn't really been recruiting tons of running backs. You know, they're focusing on quite only a few. So with, again, him coming to campus, this shows kind of where he stands, at least on that pecking order for Mike Hart as well. Yeah, and that's what I wrote yesterday is a good litmus test to see how Michigan's success at running back is affecting top targets. Because like you said, there's at this point, there's no reason that a, a running back Michigan is recruiting hard should not be reciprocating the interest to some extent, right? By the way, he does have an Ohio State offer. Very noteworthy. Okay. But Cincinnati is kind of that one city in Ohio where I don't think doesn't he could very well go to Ohio State, but it's it's an area where feels like historically the kids have been a little more open 
in the Cincinnati area. Uh, and, you know, they don't live in Podunk, Ohio, growing up in, you know, scarlet and gray houses and stuff like that. You know, Cincinnati, kids go to Kentucky, kids go to Indiana, kids go to Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame has done well in Cincinnati. Um, at Moeller, actually, Notre Dame's done really well at Moeller. So these are kids that feel like are a little more open, but Ohio State, still definitely a factor for uh, for Jordan Marshall, for sure. So um, moving on, another huge name, kind of one we I, I know I've been waiting to see if he was going to make it up this year because it seemed like he should based on his early comments regarding Michigan, but uh, five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo out of St. Louis. Yeah, and this is the guy that Sam has been – has his fingerprints all over this recruitment in terms of coverage – um, from the St. Louis area, he's the number two wide receiver according to Twenty Four Seven Sports, and he's a five star overall. And so, obviously, he's going to have the offers. You know, Notre Dame, Oregon, Texas A and M, Miami, all the big names. But Michigan has done a really good job in this recruitment, spearheaded by Jay Harbaugh and Ron Bellamy. And so, when you have two of your best recruiters on one guy things tend to normally go pretty well. And in this recruitment, they have been going fairly well. He's always going to be a tough pull when you're talking about five stars, especially when they're not in the Midwest. But again, getting him up to campus and showing him, hey, this is what we got going on. This is everything like that. I think there's a decent shot here as well. So it's funny because if you look at his profile and you look at his scouting report from Allen, He's compared to Donovan Peoples-Jones, so a guy that, in terms of playing style, Michigan fans are pretty familiar with. Um, And he's a guy that, obviously, Michigan loved to add to the fold as well. But definitely huge getting him up to campus for this weekend. Yeah, you look at his other top, his school's listed as warm, too. That's always a good indicator, at least most of the time it is. Miami, kind of poo. Notre Dame could be 500 after this week if if Syracuse beats them. Oregon solid, Texas A&M. I mean, they're still getting kids to campus somehow despite being a total dumpster fire so far this year. But point being, Michigan kind of quietly right there. Uh, you know, and, and yeah, they, he's a guy they've made a priority throughout. Not a new name as far as the effort Michigan is putting in. So he's what I said. I think Michigan could quietly make a pretty big move here. Uh, yeah. Like you said, Ron Bellamy and Jay Harbaugh as his primary secondary is, is huge Two Yeah. Two of their best, best recruiters at connecting with the kids and their families. So yeah, a guy definitely to watch, honestly, uh, compared to a lot of the bigger names on here. So Ryan Wingo, um, a couple other names real quick. So Jeremiah McClellan, another St. Louis prospect will be on campus four star. We don't need to go too in depth there. Uh, but kind of a guy underrated in my opinion, as far as, you know, he's has the offer could be a name to watch. Uh, Jordan ship Channing Goodwin will be, are expected to be back on campus. The Providence day kids, they've been, this will be their, this will be Goodwin's like fourth game. Uh, but then the other big name, another big name, sorry, there's more to come Brady pre-scoring the in-state tight end. Yeah. So again, this is a guy that we've kind of documented several times here on the podcast. 6'6", 215, out of Rochester, Michigan, a top 247 tight end um, who has about 25 offers. And when I'm talking offers, he's got like Alabama, Florida State, some of the big names. But Michigan has done a really good job in this recruitment. He's a kid that, Steve, he doesn't do interviews. Unless you like physically see him in person after a game, he just he's not a big, you know, recruiting guy. And so you mentioned this before with Grant Newsome, kind of the type of kids he recruits. I think pre-scoring fits the mold of what Newsome likes, not only in terms of his game, but his personality as well. Um, and again, with being so quiet, we didn't know it for the longest time, but he took three trips to Michigan during the off season and checked out the campus, met with the coaches and all that. And then he returned for a game this fall under the lights for Hawaii, he's now coming back up for a second game. Michigan looks really, really good here. I know Allen at one point felt Michigan State was a 
pretty good threat in this recruitment as well. But if things go really well coming out of this visit, I'm leaning towards putting in Crystal Ball in because, again, Grand Newsome, Albert Karshia, uh, the director of recruiting, he's got a connection there with him and his family, uh, Prescorn. And so I, I like what they've done in this recruitment, kind of how it's played out as well. And I think they're going to be tough to beat in the end. You know, again, he's got a lot of big schools. He's still sorting out all these offers and still plans on making several more visits. But this would be his fifth visit to Michigan. He's a local kid. He's got connections. And the biggest thing of all, and I think he's he's told me this several times too, is he's enamored with the tight end play at Michigan. You know, Michigan has done really good with the tight ends. And we always talk about, or we have recently, with the offensive linemen and the running backs. Well, look what they do with tight ends. So how can a top tight end not be, I guess, and emphatic with kind of what they've been doing? He's definitely a big fan of them. And this is definitely a visitor to keep your eyes on for. Really like this film against West Bloomfield earlier this week. Was that the game? Did you, was that the game you went to or Sam went to? That was the one Sam went to. I okay. went to the, his first game against uh, Orchard Lake St. Merritt's and saw yep. him against uh, Mooney. Yep. Um, Adams looks like they could make another run in the state playoffs this year, too. So he's got some really important football games coming up. Maybe in a way, even means more that he's going to be there on Saturday. I mean, that they, you know, probably one of the favorites to win their division in state. So, yeah, big timer. Like you said, tight end. Got to consider Michigan at this point. Uh, not only just for the the guys they've put out there, but they're they'll play you right away. I mean, they're traveling five, six guys at tight end. Um, with who they're losing after this year, these twenty fours or these twenty threes could come in and play. Twenty four. Oh, sorry, twenty threes could come in and play next year. But even twenty fours, like there's an opportunity for playing time early on for some of these guys and Michigan can pitch that and not be BSing kids. So uh, pre-scoring. Yep. Uh, Luke Hamilton, right. Real briefly. What do we think about him? I think what Penn state, Michigan state's Michigan in there, state. Tennessee, right. Is that, it was like Tennessee a little bit yep. in there, but yep. this is another one. We think Michigan could make a really big move in uh, Justin Scott, probably spent a little time on this one. Four star, but really isn't he a five, I thought he was a five star on one of the sites. Um, yeah, we have a, the composite as him as a five star. This one's one of the most important visits of the weekend. Just a localish kid. Michigan's done really well in Chicago. It's his first trip. I think this is a huge one for Michigan if they want to make a move. Yeah, and a five star defense alignment in the Midwest don't grow on trees. So this is very crucial. I I put down on the board. I think this is the most important visitor. The only reason I didn't pick Jane Davis is because he's been here four or five times already, you know, and this for Scott, this is his very first time and he's been trying to make it up to campus, but he's had things come up to where he's been unable to, but Mike Elston, the defensive line coach here at Michigan has put a strong foot forward and trying to make Michigan a major player. They have been doing damage there in Illinois and, you know, he's definitely he de- he definitely likes like the schools out of region like Alabama and some of the other powers there. I know he likes Notre Dame quite a bit as well, but Michigan sits quietly again as a really good player in this race. Um, he really enjoys again Mike Elston. And when I talked to him before this visit, I think it was a week or two ago, he told me he's been really impressed by the defensive line play. I mean I don't think he was, and I don't think many people going into the season were anticipating how the defense line would fare, especially, you know, with the losses of uh, David Ojabo and Aiden Hutchinson. And it looks like they haven't really skipped a beat, you know? And so we'll see kind of how they fare again this Saturday against Michigan State. But, yeah, huge visitor, um, 6'5", 310 pounds, you again, I know when you talk about guys' films that pop, watch his film because you're going to be like, okay, this guy's a dude, this guy could play right away. Um, and he just looks like a guy, Steve, that you would see starting at Georgia dominating. You know, he's got that just game, and so 
big, big time visit. This is a guy they really need to impress. Big, big visit. Um, Mike Elson's done a pretty good job there early on too. So a couple four-star linebackers, Andrew Hines just announced he'll be visiting. He's out of uh, Woodward Academy in Georgia. Michigan's had some success there. Jeremiah Beasley, four-star out of Belleville. I think Michigan State definitely was ahead there at one point. They very well, very well may be still ahead in that one. Bryce West, fifth-ranked cornerback in the country out of Glenville in Cleveland a possible visitor, but probably an Ohio State lean either way. Uh, same with Damarian Witten, his teammate. Michigan's recruiting him at tight end, uh, 2024. Same deal, probably an Ohio State lean. Uh, next big name, though, King Joseph Edwards. He was up for the barbecue. He's out of uh, Buford High School in uh, Georgia, which is, I mean, pound for pound puts out as many D1 prospects as any high school in the country does. Uh, he might be one of the best. And Michigan is kind of in contention there right away. Yeah, so um, a lot of fans might actually know quite a bit about his recruitment because if you follow him on Twitter, he's uh, very active in terms of reposting and retweeting and just everything surrounding his recruitment. But Michigan has been a player in there for quite a, quite a while. He did come up for the barbecue at the big house, really enjoyed his time. He kind of came a little later because he was at Michigan state earlier. And then he came up to Michigan uh, later on that day with KJ Bolden who's a five-star, another five-star from Buford, but Michigan likes him initially. I think that was Michigan liked him at tight end. Um, but I'm told that they like him as just a pure athlete. You know, he could line up uh, defensive line or he could play tight end. So I know he's got basically he and what he told me, the whole staff essentially recruiting him. So they view him very highly. 24-7 sports has him as the number 11 overall player in the country. So he's viewed very high by our industry. And he's a guy that, again, if you can shine on a team like Buford, you got to be doing something right and you got to be pretty good. So. I know Georgia right now, the hometown team is uh, leaning there in the crystal ball predictions, but Michigan seems to be putting, a again, like a real real push on for him, and he seems to be a big fan of the Wolverines as well. So we'll see what comes out of his second visit, but it doesn't hurt ever getting another visit from a guy like him. Not a guy who has as many schools as hard after him as he does, right? Like you said, right. he's been very open about what schools are recruiting him hard, what fan bases are interacting with him the most uh, to come back up for a game visit after the barbecue is, you know, one of those things you can't ask much for much more than that. Uh, could be an eventful recruitment though. Not one, maybe just based on that, his, his social media activity alone, not one I would invest a ton of emotion into if you're a Michigan fan. Uh, one, I think you kind of cross your fingers and hope for the best. So great player. Uh, yeah, Jacob Odin in state four. So I'll be back on campus. That seems like a Michigan, Michigan state deal. Maybe Notre Dame, Amarian Stewart. We've discussed a couple times out of uh, Bolingbroke outside of Chicago, had a great visit to Tennessee for the Alabama game. I think that put the volunteers in contention. Otherwise I think Michigan could at this point could have been way out in front, but I do think Tennessee will be there. Uh, Boo Carter out of Tennessee, four-star athlete, another guy, probably Tennessee right now. Tennessee is probably going to be kind of come be kind of a uh, pain in the butt for uh, Michigan going forward. Uh, they recruit a lot of the same guys, but uh, he was also on campus for the game against Alabama. So yeah, long list of 2024s, real quick 2025, uh, four quarterback prospects, one is Mikey Gow out of Bellevue East in, in Nebraska. No offers yet, but a noteworthy kid. I'll probably, maybe I'll link it in the article or at least on the board. Can, he's an amb ambidextrous thrower. He went viral for his ability to throw with both arms. So, wow. Yeah, kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> so, I haven't watched his film. I don't know if he did it in game or he's just dinking around, but, uh, you know, not a guy that has a Michigan offer yet. And with who they're in on, I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe he'll be an offer. Maybe he won't. I, I would not anticipate it this weekend. 
Ryan Montgomery is back on campus again out of uh, whereabouts Finley. in Ohio are they from? Finley, Ohio. That's right. Yep. His brother Luke was a top target committed to Ohio State. Um, if Ohio, if he's a take for Ohio State, I think the Buckeyes will probably still be tough to beat. Cutter Bowley, top 100 out of Kentucky, quarterback. I, Michigan was definitely was one of his first offers for sure. Big-time quarterback. He's he's the name I would kind of watch in 2025. I kind of have a hunch Michigan's going to have a really good shot in that one. Uh, and then Bryce Underwood's back, the Belleville quarterback. He's the <laughs> – we talk about Dante Moore getting a lot of hype. And, uh, you know, Bryce Underwood's already ranked the top quarterback in the 2025 class uh, and the third overall prospect. So second game that he's been back to – that was interesting. I know Sam's mentioned a couple times – that if if Jaden Davis commits to Michigan, it probably ends their chances or it significantly uh, lessens their chances with Underwood. But I believe I read he's interested in Ohio State, which would not make much sense as Ohio State has the number one player in 2024, quarterback Dylan Rayola already committed. So, you know, if Michigan gets Jaden Davis, we'll see what it does with their chances there. But then Michigan's in a position to just go all out after him anyway. They have nothing. They have nothing to lose at that point. So uh, we'll see. You know, again, hard to know. But uh, yeah, basically a quarterback contingent on campus in 2025. So um, yeah, that's it. I mean, we we want to make it more short and to the point this week. Uh, we made it to the point, but I don't know if it was really that short. Uh, either way. We'll have a ton of stuff, obviously, as we do coming out every recruiting weekend. Uh, this will be the yeah, biggest in-season weekend for sure and might be the biggest weekend for them recruiting until the early signing day in December, honestly. So, uh, you know, long list of names, but I think, Bryce, you would agree, a long list of names of guys that it feels like Michigan has very legit, legitimate shots with. These aren't, you know, we've had recruiting weekends before where it's, you know, a lot of South Florida kids or some, you know, the, that those like guy, they'll get a guy out of Texas to come up for a visit where you're like, eh, I don't, yeah. I don't really think so. Essentially pipe dreams. Yeah. yeah. You know, it doesn't, there might be a couple on that on the list, but it feels like a lot of these guys are, are more gettable for Michigan and, and they're undefeated, heavily favored against a rival under the lights. They've been really good under the lights under Jim Harbaugh, you know, Really huge chance for Michigan to impress a lot of names. So for Bryce, it's me, Steve Lorenz. Sam will be back with us next week for sure to recap everything. Um, until then, I don't know. We're not running any deals right now. I think we have a, a dollar for your first month uh, would get you to the Ohio State game Thanksgiving. So if that's something you're interested in, go ahead. Feel free to sign up. We're on the board every day doing something, talking to somebody. So um Yeah, for Bryce, it's Steve. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats.